August 30, 2023. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. I have a little bit of a cold today. As you can tell, got more of a deeper voice. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. This is, I believe, a popular idea. Even those people who don't read the Bible know that pride goes before the fall. And a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride is something that God hates. It is also, I believe, the prime mover of evil. And if I look around the world today, I see a lot of things that are falling. I see a lot of things that are collapsing. I want to talk about um, geopolitics. We'll get President Trump to weigh in on the geopolitical landscape and how Biden's corruption is participating and contributing to that. I'm going to be talking about coups in Africa today and what that means overall, where I think that while there is collapsing corruption in Africa, that is going to expose itself for more corruption to get in, and I'm going to point to where I think that's going to go. There was a letter posted from the House of Representatives yesterday going to the director of the... Or the Department of Justice, the Attorney General, regarding COVID corruption, funds and corruption in COVID monies that was siphoned. You can't find it anywhere. Where did all this money go? Where did all the money go for the COVID relief? Next segment, second segment, we're going to be talking about Christian nationalism because I think that whenever you can put meat on the bones of an idea, it's a good. it's good to point that out. And we're going to be uh, examining the little wrinkles in the law between the mantras and the cliches that people have. And this is where I want to be very specific. I generally support and am a political conservative. That's my disposition. That's my bias. But I want to be more exact with ideas. And I think that we perish for a lack of knowledge, but also for a lack of specificity. And we'll speak to that in the second one. I want to talk about money as a exchange of coincidence. There's there's a, an emerging technology, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, stuff like that. Emerging technologies that are, I believe, should be making you revisit ideas that you just kind of take for granted. Money, what is it? Where does it come from? That Those kinds of things. And then lastly, I'm going to be examining a mother who's lamenting peak feminism, lasciviousness, a broken home, a broken family because she was just trying to make something for her, for herself. Just trying to pursue a career. Anyway, that's the table that's been set. I would also appreciate if you would support my efforts and my work by joining at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. There are direct methods to help me. Those links are in the description below. But the Patriot Switch is a, is a win-win-win. It's a win for America, takes the money away from the globalist and puts it into an American manufacturing company. So that's good. It's a win for you in the sense that you get a price competitive direct product purchase right to your door, cancel anytime, subscription of over 450 household products. And it's a win for me because it supports the work that I do. So that's good too. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And we're going to start with President Trump today. President Trump Release this video. I, I, I'm 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 a fan of President Trump. I just that's that's I, I that's my bias. <laughs> that's my bias. I think he's funny. I think he's smart. I think he says stuff that is so basic, 
it needs to be said, and it needs to be said in a way that really only President Trump is doing. Watch this. I think that crooked Joe Biden is not only dumb and incompetent, I believe that he has gone mad, a stark raving lunatic with his horrible and country-threatening environmental open borders and DOJ, FBI weaponization policies. He is a mental catastrophe that is leading our country to hell. We'll end up in World War III because of this man and for no reason whatsoever. Thank you. <laughs> now, there's part of me, you have to have a sense of humor because the world has so much corruption and things really don't make sense. So this is the type of instance when, during my first deployment and my second one, when bad things would happen, bullets, bombs, attacks, whatever, there's part of you, there's that really sick part that just laughs when everything is just really messed up. You need to keep a good humor. And so I just love how he comes right out the gate and he says, Joe Biden is stupid and incompetent. <laughs> and then he just says, thank you. <laughs> At the very end, I have done my 30-second rant about how Joe Biden is endangering the world, and now he's corrupt, and he's incompetent, and his corruption and his incompetence is putting people in danger. Thank you. <laughs> it's just There's just something incredibly refreshing and Trumpistic about it. Uh, and I, you know, there it is. Uh, yesterday it was announced, and this is uh, Antony Blinken. He is our Secretary of State. This is a tweet from him. He's saying, Today we are announcing a significant new assistance package for Ukraine. Guided rockets, anti-armor, and other munitions will help Ukraine's military forces to defend their country's sovereignty, territory, and people. Well, why do we have to defend Ukraine's sovereignty, territory, and people? So I hate this globalist... Um, police action that we're doing this is globalism on display and i think that this is the corruption that people see i think it is the pride because the globalists have to use the military of the united states and the contracting element therein in order to keep a grasp on their order their order is crumbling the global order of the neoliberal western corporatists is failing it is absolutely failing. That is what is going on. Central bankers have extracted so much wealth from people using bad currency, using bad policy, using uh, immigration, cultural decay, moral societal rot. These things are happening. And as it's happening, now you're starting to see this. And this is this Blinken announcement of more money to Ukraine. Ukraine is not America's fight. I don't believe that our military men and women should be fighting for their territorial sovereignty and their people. Let them fight for their territorial sovereignty and their people. But it's also more than this because there are still Americans who think that this is necessary. Why? Because Russia took back land that are is predominantly Russian speaking people? Because we put stuff... I, I've, I've litigated this before. I'm not going to do it again. What I'm trying to show is the fact that the Secretary of State is funneling... We, we just, you just saw it. He's funneling a significant new assistance package. Guided rockets, anti-armor, other munitions. Why is the Secretary of State speaking about military assistance? At the very least, it should be the Secretary of Defense 
who's in charge of or tasked with responsibility of winning our nation's wars, why are we giving money so that other people can buy weapons? If that's not directly tied to the national sovereignty of America, don't even talk about America. It just says defend their country, Ukraine's sovereignty, territory, and people. It has nothing to do about America. This is an overture. We're giving these people money so they can buy weapons, so that they can do stuff to defend themselves. U.S. is an arms dealer. I, I that's that. This is the corruption that's going on. We aren't even talking about defending our nation a declared war we're not even talking about u.s military we're just talking about giving people money so they can buy weapons if the government gives another nation money so that nation can then spend that money on weapons where are they buying the weapons who are they buying the weapons from and do the people who sell the weapons give political contributions or are they politically connected to anyone making the decisions in our government that would then first give the money to the country that it could then turn and buy weapons with inquiring minds want to know uh Af there's a bunch of coups going on in Af africa i bring up this article because there's all sorts of stuff going on let me uh let me come down to this turn this on turn that off so this is the recent coups in West and Central Africa. This was published uh, today. Uh, over the past couple years in Central Africa, it's there's been a coup belt. You know, the coup belt is where these military leaders are taking over. Niger, uh, Burkina Faso, Guinea, Chad, Mali. All of these nations are having themselves. Um, there, you know, the the political instability in these nations is coming from the fact that. In my opinion, the global order—you can call it colonization, you can call it, um, you know, globalism—the exploitation of Africa on behalf of first or second world countries, France, Germany, America—it's it's ending, and these African nations are rejecting it. Here is just a hodgepodge of videos that shows the type of situation that's that's going on in multiple nations. This video is just from yesterday. Watch this. Now this is where this is where I think about this and I go when you get into a general state of revolt when you get to the position where the military has taken over there is so much fervor and turnover and chaos that you're really not using your reason at this point this is just emotion this is unbridled people in power on one hand, I'm absolutely for that. Because if it's unbridled people in power, then it's not a you know a cabal of globalist antichrist elites in charge. At the same time, you can't reason with groups like this. There's no reasoning. Um, and this is where the rule of law is such a godsend, it's such a blessing, 
when Christians founded America because there was a there was absolutely riots and there were absolutely you know dangerous uh, violent times there was also an undercurrent a latent of gospel advancing bible researching bible reading culture that was going on and carrying the fervor it's not the case here it's not the case. There, there, there are some people that are going against um, corrupt leaders, skewering elections. Hell, that 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 uh that seems like we've got a they've got a bunch of problems that we do. This is a point of danger because there's no reasoning here, and whenever you start to point to your military and the military leader, that seems to be the African trope. And for a long time, nations in Africa have been exploited. Because the people in power, after the people thrust one person there, that guy gets bought off. That guy benefits and he does it at the exploitation or the expense of his people. And that's my point, is that if your uprising, if the populist movement is coming on the heels of corruption, that's good. That's necessary. I think that's just. The Bible says pride comes before the fall. But if your if if the principles behind the corruption, if the principles behind the populist uprising that destroys the corruption aren't tethered to the scriptures, aren't looking to Jesus, aren't in righteousness, then after you get that taste of power and you use that power, you will then institute more evil, more exploitation, more bad things. Candidly, I think that the coup belt that's going on in Africa is just going to be exchanged and switched over to China. China is all up in Africa. In fact, there's part of me that believes that a lot of the coups that are going on in Africa that are rejecting... Uh, I mean, what was it? That, that article that we saw, that article that I brought up... Let me, let me bring that back up. That article that I brought, uh, we go here. Um, what was it? Uh, I'm going to sneeze. Niger, right here. Look at this. Uh, days later, the junta declared the head of the presidential guard, Tiani, the new head of state, raising concerns that the security of the region where Niger has been a key ally of Western powers seeking to contain insurgencies by groups linked to Al-Qaeda and the Islamic State. Now, do I believe that? I don't know if I believe that. I do believe that Western military, CIA, other things like that, are involved in Africa. That's how we keep control. You put a warhead on a forehead and they won't dare go against you. But at the same time, this, this rise of Islamic terrorism, this is now a 20-year-old trope that whenever that enters through the eyes or the ears and gets into the mind of the Westerner, the American, we hear Islamic terror and we have been trained like Pavlovian dogs to start salivating at the need to drop a warhead on that dude. We need to kill those guys because they're Islamic terrorists. And you can't negotiate with terrorists. Hollywood trained us. Presidents trained us. Uh, you know, our, our culture was bred into, we got to take the fight over there so it doesn't come here. Which is just a... Which one, denies the fact that we butcher babies here all, you know, all day long. Like we've murdered millions. More Americans have been murdered through abortion than any Islamic terrorist. You would have to have unfettered Islamic terrorism to the point to that you would have Muhammad for like centuries before they would kill more babies that have been aborted in this nation. 
So when we look at the guy that might have his throat slit or a kid that might blow himself up in a crowded marketplace, we look at that and we go, <gasps> but at the same time, we miss all these babies being butchered around their corner. So we have this outrage that's been calculated at specific things. And this article from Reuters is saying the fact that these political coups are disrupting the Western power's ability to contain insurgencies from Islamic terror. Which speaks to a little notion of influence to try to get Westerners to be like, man, these coups are bad. But are they? Are they bad? If you are from Chad, if you are from you know, Burkina Faso, if you are from these nations... And you see the fact that there is an entitled elite that lives way better than you, has ultimate authoritarian power, and is in bed with foreign nations like America, and all of a sudden things get burnt, or stuff gets distributed uh, against you, or you don't get paid for what you work, I would uprise against that. And when we uprose against the rose up against that, what would be the principle guiding you? Well, righteous indignation, equity for sure. But this is why it's critical that the subtext of your actions, I argue, be tied to the Bible. Because if you do a populist uprising against the corruption, but you've got no Christ anchoring that righteous anger against the corruption, you will exchange one corruption for the other. And that's what I think's happened in Africa. China will be the leader in Africa and so the Africans are rising up because they're righteously indignant. They're justifiably pissed. And they're going to side with China because China's moved in and is now exploiting them. This is why I believe that Christ needs to be for all and in all. A nation that has a culture that's evangelizing is a nation that is going to be able to rise up in a populist uprising against corruption. While at the same time have the mind for the rule of law to do it in a way that you're not going to give, you know, you're not going to whore yourself out to the next communist. You're not going to give yourself away to the next source of corruption. That's why I believe that America was so exceptional is because America realized, hey, King George is, is evil, but if we take power, we're going to be evil too. So let's make sure that we don't get the same type of power that he does. And it's taken 200, almost 50 years to get to that position. Another example of abuse is this letter that I mentioned earlier. It's talking about um, you know, how the House of Representatives have found that there's a bunch of abuse. International crime organizations, fraudulent actors, Russia, Chinese, Nigerian criminals, all these other things that are going on. This letter is going to Merrick Garland, or excuse me, it went to Merrick Garland for public consumption, speaking about how, uh, look at that, therefore, we write today we write today to understand the full scope of this problem, right? To understand the full scope of this problem and what actions the department to, uh, has taken to investigate criminal COVID-19 relief program fraud and hold these foreign actors accountable. Now, what's interesting to me on this, and this is where I'll point this out, a legislator, this is the House of Representatives writing the Department of Justice, asking the Department of Justice what investigations the Department of Justice has done. I want to get back to what the law is. Legislators can do their own inquiries, can have their own witnesses, can subpoena and put people under oath for anything that they could write legislation on. 
And if the legislation was, in this case, COVID relief, then they can, they don't need the Department of Justice to do the in investigation or the inquiry. The legislatures can do that themselves. And the subtext that this letter is speaking to is that it is a very genteel admonition to the G DOJ as though the DOJ is involved. Here's a bunch of money. We think that this money went bad places. You guys haven't been overt in investigating it. Where is your investigations into the money? This is the type of stuff that I hate because this is po this is po this is politics. That's what this is. This is a uh, the Department of Justice is corrupt. Which okay, amen. God bless. But like, what are you going to do about it? You're just complaining about the fact that they're corrupt instead of you. Um, issuing a subpoena and you forming an action committee and you doing something about it. In other words, the real point I'm making is because Americans have the frame of right-left in their politics, then as things come in through our eyes or in through our ears for the key terrain of our mind and the prize of our soul, the way that the sausage is made in our minds is Merrick Garland, Democrat, Joe Biden, letter asking about what Merrick Garland isn't doing. Therefore, Merrick Garland is on the left. The letter is from the right. No, no politics. I just think it's dumb. I think it's actually a disservice to Americans because whenever we get stuff like this, the Trump indictment, these are all the people that are involved with President Trump, or these are, excuse me, these are all the people that are being indicted along with President Trump. When we get this, when we get this right here, we don't actually speak about the injustice that's going on. We presuppose the right-left frame. And because that's our framework for understanding and for knowledge, we aren't actually using principles whenever we're communicating the corruption. We're just saying it sucks because that's our guy that those guys are coming after. Which I agree with, by the way. They're absolutely coming after Trump and Sidney Powell and, and Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis and all those other people. They're absolutely doing it. Absolutely doing it, no doubt in my mind. But the real danger isn't because it's the radical left weaponizing the Department of Justice. That's like the Hannity reductio. That's something that you would say to people that you don't really want to understand, but who you want to piss off. I want to get this audience so mad that they become emotionally attached to hearing me because I'm stroking what they want to actually have heard. They want to hear that the radical left is destroying America and here's the champions that we need to lift up. And in the process, I will say, you can support me with the promo code at the link in the description below. Go ahead and go to the promo code that's here and I'll sell you crap and you can help me so I can continue to do stuff. But they don't actually ever point to what the truth is, what the issue is. I just, you know, stumbled on this. I'm, I'm in my process of doing the research on the J6 affidavit. It's coming. It, it takes time because you got to think about like what the issue is. And this is really, really hard. The Sean Hannity reductio that is designed for older generations formerly known as the boomer generation, baby boomer generation, but that gets me in trouble, so I won't call it anymore. The reductio design for people who have been trained to think in the radical left and the right, those people, that audience, 
gets bombarded with the radical left is destroying the country but they never tell you what the issue is they never get to it i want to point to something if i can i want to see if i can point this out and i i don't know if i'll be able to do i don't know if i'm um i don't know if i've i don't know if i've got the talent to do this it comes down to the presumption it comes down to the presumption in laws and this is this is just where i'm at this is where i'm at in my own research this is an act from 1975 night or excuse me uh not yeah not, january 2nd 1975 this is public law 93595 this law right here does what to establish rules of evidence for certain courts and proceedings now this is where i'm at with the j6 and i'm going to go i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to bird dog this thing like i'm going to track this thing down when the constitution was ratified there were certain levels of evidence before a case could be heard since the constitution has been ratified legislation has been passed things have been adopted proceedings have happened where everyone just kind of goes with the flow everyone just kind of goes with the flow this is based on presumptions in the law and i want to show you this i want to show you it that way you see it where is this was this uh rule 301 there we go rule 301 let me find it let me find that we'll bring you up there's 103 here we go 301 let's go back to this this is rule 301 presumptions and general civil actions of proceedings this is this is establishing the federal government's rules of evidence that literally every single case is anchored on in all civil actions and proceedings not otherwise by provided by the act of congress or by these rules now that right there tells you a whole lot that tells you that the act of congress other than this can establish presumptions in the law a presumption imposes on the party against whom it is directed if the government charges you with a crime that is based on a presumption this presumption imposed on the party against whom it is directed the burden of going forward with evidence to rebut or meet the presumption if you are a j6er and you're charged with 18 u.s code 18 you know whatever a title 18 crime those title 18 crimes are going to presume that you're a person those have definitions those definitions will presume that you are subject to these laws which means that from now on the government is going to presume that you have to what rebut or meet the presumption i am not a person i am not that i am not this but it does not shift to such party the burden of proof in the sense of the risk of non-persuasion which was which remains throughout the trial upon the party with whom on whom it was originally cast you know what this means in my in my mind you are no longer tried as the people you are tried as a person normal people don't think like this normal americans don't have this corrupt thinking this is not what normal people think and because normal people don't think like this and because the reductio from people like sean hannity and the radical left and the radical and the maga right because people don't hear these things their brains see the corruption joe biden department of justice 
for you know forever wars money to ukraine fraudulent elections uh bad prosecutions against president trump you see the bad stuff this is bad the radical left is destroying the country but they never tell you what the specific answer to it is the and i believe again i believe that the answer to the trump indictment is these guys won this is diversity of jurisdiction trump ain't a georgian why is a county district attorney able to have jurisdiction over someone who is in a different state that's a big deal that's a very big deal now you can say rico act but go to what the original intention of the rico act was go to the original legislative intent not what they use it for now Go for the original legislative intent and you tell me if it applies to someone in President Trump's case. This is what people don't do because it requires discipline and specificity of thought. It takes attention. It takes time. It's something that we haven't been trained to do to our detriment. Literally, to our detriment. President Trump doesn't know this. I, I think Sidney Powell should know this as an attorney. Rudy Giuliani should know this as an attorney. But they will answer, that's not how our system works. And that's really what comes down to this. Whenever I'm talking about the collapse of corruption, whether it's this the coup belt in Africa or the misplaced COVID funds and the DOJ or the, the, the legislature coming to the DOJ and asking them for the things, there's so much superficial tribalism that people don't actually understand what is the what is the underneath cause. If the Western powers have been using African nations to launch into warheads on foreheads to keep countries under control so they could exploit their peoples and their resources, that's wrong. And so the people righteously coming up against it in a populist movement is righteous. But if that righteous uprising isn't anchored to a truth, which is speaking to what the law is and should be, then you're only going to destroy what is and the corruption is going to collapse only for you to then institute something else that is also corrupt. And if the COVID monies that are displaced are, are have a political opportune letter from a House of Representative, why doesn't that dude, start instead of asking the DOJ, where is your investigation, how about that guy use his own power to investigate those people, to investigate that issue? If President Trump or any J6 or anybody else is charged with a crime that's based on a presumption that requires the party to rebut or to show that he doesn't have to meet that presumption, if every attorney in law school is taught to just go with the system and to try the case with the state annotated, they don't actually get at the idea. My last idea on this. There is a Supreme Court case. This one right here. Let me show you. This, this Supreme Court case is uh, Brenniger, United States. Brenniger, United States. This is the case that establishes and stands as the notion of probable cause evidence in the country. So right now, if I went, you know what? Let's uh, let's 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 do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. I will show you. I will show you. Let's go uh, uh, capital breach cases. Capital breach cases. Let's go here. 
Let's just go to our very first guy. I've, I've done this many times. Jared Hunter. Let's just go to Jared Hunter. Now we want to go to the statement of facts. This dude right here, right? Your affiant is a special agent to the joint FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force. That means he makes money as part of a Joint Terrorism Task Force. He is a government agent. This guy, this guy, this unredacted FBI agent was not physically present to observe um, Jared Hunter do these things. He's not. He's not. But if you read this affidavit, he goes down and what's he say? He talks about the records. He talks about, oh, look at that. that there he is right there. Talks about social media posts. Then he goes down here. He says, your affiant submits there is probable cause. This dude is in jail. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Jared Hunter. This guy is being tried. Why? Because this unredacted FBI agent said what? He submits there is probable cause. This probable cause right there comes from Brenniger, United States, 338-160-1949. Let's see if you can understand what the issue was. I'll, I'll just read it. Petitioner, that's uh, Brenniger, right? The dude suing the United States. Petitioner was convicted in a federal district court for a violation of the Liquor Enforcement Act of 1936 on charges transporting intoxicating liquor into Oklahoma, contrary to the state. He challenged, Brenniger challenged, the validity of his conviction because the use of the evidence against him in the liquor seized in search of his automobile without a warrant and allegedly in violation of the Fourth Amendment. At the hearing on the petitioner's motion to suppress the evidence, it appeared that one of the federal agents who made the federal agents who made the search and seizure had arrested petitioner five months early. The dude that arrested the petitioner, Brenniger, was arrested by a federal agent. The federal agent who arrested him then had what? Probable cause. Why? Because the federal agent was physically there. The federal agent who arrested the guy was physically there to have the probable cause. Probable cause was made by the dude that was physically there to see the thing to know this dude's been drug running. This dude's been alcohol running. This dude's been doing bad stuff. And so the physically present officer was able to say, I've got probable cause. And so the Supreme Court has established that the probable cause of the physically present officer is based on a certain test. But yet you've got federal statutes that now speak to probable cause where you've got people, you've got people swearing to truth who ain't even there. This dude wasn't even there. This dude wasn't even there. This unredacted FBI agent wasn't even physically present to observe Adams violate these statutes. It's a hoax. There's no evidence. There's evidence that he was there, but you can't have a first-hand witness saying that that's the case because he doesn't have probable cause. He doesn't have probable cause. And if his job is working for the government to investigate crimes, he is a witness for his own cause. His bread plate determines and depends on him swearing under oath that people are committing crimes. If there were no said crimes, would you pay this robust government agency? Hey, guys that get paid, here's, here's, here's your livelihood, here's your salary. 
But y'all guys ain't investigating or, or you guys aren't witnessing crimes. This matters because the text of the Constitution, the text of the Constitution literally speaks, your Bill of Rights speaks to the witnesses. Confronted by the witnesses against them. You ain't even there, bro. You're not even there. This this frosts me. This is one of the this is one of the reasons why whenever I talk about corruption, I'm on board with people talking about corruption. But if you don't speak about corruption in the specific way of why it's corrupt and you bring the law to it, you're not actually helping people. You're just complaining. And I'm I, I don't want to complain. Correction, I want to complain. But I want to complain if I can point you to something that's true. I want to complain if I can point you to something that's actually going to help you and benefit you. Otherwise, did you know that the radical left is destroying the country? If I can, I want to touch on um, I want to touch on Christian nationalism, and I want to bring in James O'Keefe and the O'Keefe Media Group. If I can, schools specifically public schools, have been a pain point for parents, whether it's perverting kids, making them have masks, or Lord willing, uh, or excuse me, you know, Lord willing, he will never be the case, requiring them to have vaccinations. I wanna, I wanna tie several things in together. The thing that I'm going for is that as a Christian in America, this nation was made for you, was made for Christians. If you are a Christian in America and you don't know your constitutions, then you will have godless commies shove crap down your throat. That's where I'm going with this. I'm going to take a path of James O'Keefe to the media, James O'Keefe Media Group. I'm going to show his recent trailer exposing school boards going against and trespassing the people. And then we're going to take a visit to Maryland, whereby a recent federal judge or a federal judge recently ruled that parents in public schools don't have a right a fundamental right to not have their kids hear the lgbt crap okay so that's where we're going that's where we're headed if that interests you continue to pay attention this is the video of the o'keefe media group they want to know who called the police i'm a journalist i'm a journalist very good i could care less there's about eight of them they're You've commented quite a bit. There's a, there's 45 minutes of video from the police officer here in Livingston. Do they have a right to do this? Not, te not technically, no. You have to be in Livingston. The public has a right to know what goes on. My tax dollars in the state, I have a right to know. Tomorrow. Did you lie to the police? No, I did not. We have the phone call of your voice and you present yourself to someone you're not. Police body cam footage obtained through FOIA requests. They're panicking inside the uh, Board of Education. School board officials and police. Why did you call the police on citizens attending a public school board meeting? Mr. Block? Find out what they really think about you. Tell the people why you called the police on journalists, sir. Unbelievable. Dude gets an A-plus for showmanship. He really does. He does a much better job than me. <laughs> much better. Uh, glitz, glossy, it's a good presentation. Um, a couple different thoughts. I don't believe... I'm a product of public school. My wife is a product of public school. My kids homeschool. We homeschool my kids. 
So there's there's my background and my bias. I don't believe that everyone in public school hates America. I don't believe everyone in public school wants to pervert kids and brainwash them. So I'm not going to try to give a reductio, which is my new favorite word. I'm not going to try to reduce the idea down to that simplistic, tribalistic, dichotomous nature. I think that's wrong. I think that many people in public schools get their paychecks and they don't know what to say whenever the godless commies are shoving crap down their throat and then ostensibly down everybody else's throat. I don't think that people know the law. I don't think that people know how to respond. I don't think that people have been trained to think, to stand on truth against evil. And so that dude that was following, or the dude that O'Keefe was following at the very end, Mr. Blanc, I don't know him. The video certainly casts him in a light as though he's evasive because he is. It's probably because he don't know what's going on and he knows that a camera in his face means that he's going to get under scrutiny. These people don't want to get in trouble. I believe that's more of the issue than it is a let's get everybody to be a sexual pervert. I think that that's absolutely the, the agenda at the very top because the people at the top hate Jesus. And because they hate Jesus, they got to destroy America because America is an exclusively Christian country based on exclusively Christian ideas. And as a result of that, they got to destroy it from the ground up. They got to destroy fathers. They got to destroy marriage. They got to destroy kids. They got to sexualize kids. They got to take what was made for good of the public, public tools, and they have to destroy it and pervert it by shoving these ideas down people's throats and because they've trained the employees at the public schools to stovepipe their ideas, to get their authority from on high, the public official, well, I'm just following regulations. I'm just I'm just doing what I'm told. I'm just doing a bunch of freaking Nazis over here. Because people have been trained to be stupid, mindless automatons whenever someone brings them the truth. They go, I don't know what's going on. It's calamitous. Scurrilous. But uh, this speaks to Christian nationalism. Here's Steve Bannon. I can tell you, um, from the nation's capital to Wall Street, the most, the thing that they are most concerned about, most panicked about, is this concept called Christian nationalism. And, and, and here's the reason: they are petrified that uh, we register and, and bring into the political process the um, the. Um, active Christians in this country. Christians are actually living their faith. Christians are actually practicing their faith. Christians that maybe are not, don't go to a mainstream Protestant church. Maybe they don't even go to an evangelical church, but they're, they're associated with maybe some other group that worships in some different way. They are absolutely petrified because they understand that the center of gravity and the balance of political power in this nation can come if the, uh, if all the Christians come to the public square and in the public square uh, raise their voices and vote uh, things will change and they'll change change dramatically this is why they're equating the Christian faith they live Christianity with domestic terrorism with white nationalism with white supremacy <clears throat> it's all a hundred percent it's all a hundred percent a lie obviously but this is the drive they're having and one of the things they focus on is General Flynn and Clay Clark in this Great Awakening tour okay yeah, I've uh, I mean I've got I've got theological differences with General Flynn and Clay Clark. So the idea is when Christians who call upon Christ put their faith into action, that is that is the greatest enemy to the world. 
because that is the king, Christ, conquering. So I want to put some bones on this because we've got O'Keefe, the media group, exposing a public school board that's obviously adversarial or at minimum evasive to the truth and to public. But then you have, and so then you've got Bannon that set me up right there, and then you've got this. Maryland court says parents can't opt kids out of LGBTQ plus curriculum, not a fundamental right. Parents argued the inclusion of LGBTQ plus books indoctrinated their kids. This is where I completely agree. I completely agree with the parents, but they are not making a good argument. Their argument is not a lawful argument. Public schools indoctrinating their kids is a Sean Hannity right versus left talking point. This is the danger that people have whenever they let people in through their eyes and their ears and rattle around in their brains and they don't make the uh, uh, they don't make the ideas captive to Christ. Make the ideas captive to Christ. When we do this, we recognize in the law people have rights. Their rights are accepted from government, which means government can't trespass rights. When a federal judge says that the parents can't opt out of LGBTQ+, because it's not a fundamental right, the judge is acknowledging that the parents have put their children in a public school. So the issue is now not the parents' exclusive rights to religion, the issue is now, what is the authority that was granted to the government to then teach? What government, what authority, what subjects, what topics, what purpose was the government given power by the people to have public schools and for what purpose? That's the issue. That's the way to think. And so people will knock the federal judge, which is a Biden appointee, and we can pull, this art, we can pull the article up. Let me do this. Uh, what's it called? Producer one. Here we go. Maryland court says parents can't opt kids out of LGBTQ plus curriculum. Not a fundamental right. Then it says a federal court on Monday decided. Can you read that? No, you can't. Let's blow it up. All right. Get him. Get out of my way, stupid thing. Um, uh, in in Tamer Mohammed versus uh, whatever. Uh, policy states that wouldn't allow their children to opt out of reading and discussing books with LGBTQ plus in elementary schools. The parents argued the contents of these books was a form of indoctrination that violated their family's religious beliefs, which is a good argument here. That is absolutely a good argument. But the issue is not that the schools are violating their rights. The issue is that the school doesn't have the granted powers to teach what they're teaching. That's the issue. Because and this is this is where people need to understand. If you are in public, you have public rights. If you are in the private, you have private rights. My home is private. If I put my kids in a public school, they don't have private rights. They're now in the public, so they have public rights. In the public, you can be exposed to all sorts of stupid ideas. It's the public. It's the danger of being a, you know, being a, a, a republic. At the same time, your public right to religion is still valid. The issue then is that if you go to a school, that school is a public school. The government created that public school with power that the people gave government. So if the people who accepted their rights from government 
gave government power that then created public schools, those public schools cannot trespass the rights of the people. So then the issue is, what was the power that the public schools were given? That's the issue. To say that these schools are indoctrinating you is to say something that's true, but not say something that's correct. You're not saying something that's correct in the law because you're getting at the abuse of power by the school. You're speaking to the trespass, which because you haven't been trained in the law and we haven't been taught our rights and how to assert them, is just complaining. We're complaining that I'm learning this crap. I don't like this stuff. Can you change it? That's a complaint. The issue in the law, in my opinion, is the public schools were never granted the power by the government from the people to teach kids about sexual perversion. Wasn't the case. And how do I know that? We go to our maxims. You go to your maxims of law and we'll look up 49. I've, I've done this before. If you want maxims of law, you can go to the, uh, the link right there and you can get my common law seminar for free. I appreciate the... Uh, the support of people, but here we go. Let me do this. Let me do my this. If I do this, the Christian religion is part of the common law, right? That that consideration is strongest, which determines the in favor of religion. That is the highest law which favors religion. That which is against divine law is repugnant to society and is void. That's your argument, folks. That's your legal argument. That's your argument in the law. Those are maxims of law. Maxims of law aren't argued. They are accepted without proof. They are universally accepted because they're time-tested and true. And every judge, every attorney, every court of law would bow to that. But if you haven't been taught what your maxims are, if you haven't been taught what your rights are, then you're not expressing rights according to maxims. You're complaining according to podcasts. That's the danger. If the podcasters are only talking about the radical left is destroying America, they're doing you a disservice because they're training you for stupidity. They're training you to be someone who complains. They're training you to, to just whine. You're just whining. You're not making an argument. You're not actually saying what the law is. Now let me show you this. Let's go to our declaration. Let's go to uh, where are we at? Let's go to our state constitutions. Declaration of Rights. Maryland Constitution, right? And you can do this by going to Ballotpedia. Ballotpedia State Constitution. We'll scroll down to Maryland, which is where this is at. Maryland. You're a, you're a parent in Maryland. Let's go to Declaration of Rights in Maryland. So here's the Declaration of Rights in Maryland. Look at this. Look at this. Declaration of Rights, Maryland Constitution. We, the people of the state of Maryland, gratefully to Almighty God for our civil and religious liberty, taking into serious consideration the best means of establishing good constitution in the state for the sure foundation of more permanent security thereof. Wow. Look at that. Almighty God. Right there in the Maryland uh, Declaration of Rights. Now, just a cheat sheet. Let's go to Control F. Let's go to Schools. Where's my school? You just go down here. Okay, here's school. Article 1, Section 36. 
talks about how it's the duty to every man to worship God in such a manner as he thinks is most acceptable to him. You've got all persons entitled to the protections of their religious liberty. Folks, this didn't mean... This is where you need to understand the original intent. The original intent of religious liberty was not that you get to be an atheist, and you get to be a Buddhist, and you get to be a Mohammedan, and you get to be uh, you know, a Jingjiao Pingpong Wong person who believes in crap New Age stuff. Religious liberty was that you got to uh, choose which version of Christianity you followed. Because Maryland is named Maryland after Mary, the Queen of England, because they were Protestants and there's a bunch of Catholics going on. Right? Like that was that's the history. That's why it's called Maryland. But it's also the ability to not have to worship. There's no compelling people to worship. But this is speaking about what? Right? Wherefore no person ought to by law, by law, ought to be molested in his person or estate on account of his religious persuasion or profession or for his religious practice unless so this means what? Wait. So you can be molested in your person or estate on account of your religious persuasion, profession or religious practice if if under the color of religion he shall disturb the good order, peace or safety of the state or shall infringe on the laws of morality. You can be you can this is saying no person could be molested by the law on his person or estate or account of religion persu religious persuasion which means you can be a muslim and they can't molest you you can be an atheist and they can't molest you you can be uh you know a jing jing ping ping pang wang guy and they can't profession they can't do it based on your profession they can't do it based on your practice unless 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 which is a form of exception so now they can molest you if you do what under the color of religion he shall disturb the good order peace or safety of the state what's the definition of the state the people or shall infringe the laws of morality question is teaching LGBTQ infringing the laws of morality and the church said amen People haven't been taught, they haven't been trained what the law is. We don't know the law, so we don't look to, we, because we don't look to God, because we don't read, because we don't know our constitutions, and we don't know what our nation is, we've been trained to complain. And so when the judge says, you can't opt your kids out of the LGBTQ, this is a judge in Maryland, the Maryland Constitution says that you can molest the dude's uh, worship if he goes against the good of the state and against the laws of morality. It's in the Constitution. Which means that if those rights are accepted from government, government, which then made the public schools, which are now permitting the teaching of the LGBTQ crap, those schools can't teach that stuff because it goes against what the rights of the people are basics this is basic stuff but this is not what your podcasters get you this is not what the realm of uh you know internet interviews get you did you know that the radical left is destroying america yeah i did know that did you know that my promo code gets you the ability to buy stuff for cheap because we're keeping y'all's attention because of anger rage outrage and mad stupid 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 stupid
I want to speak up, speed up here, I should say. We'll talk about the money thing tomorrow. I, I think that's a good idea. I want to, I want to dive uh, deeper into it. But I want to talk about this right here. I want to read this, and then we'll talk about it. I'll, I'll, I'll put it to where you can read the whole thing, because you can go faster than me reading it out loud, I'm sure. It says, <clears throat> this is from Reddit. My kids hate me and are ashamed. Have three kids, twins, 14, uh, male, and my daughter, 16, female. I started doing OnlyFans in 2020 and had divorced my husband the year previous. I did it because I thought I would feel empowered by it and I thought I'd make some money out of it. Two years passed by, my account is now semi-successful until tragedy stuck, remember that. My pictures were spread around, me and my kids live in small town, all three of my kids started to get bullied and made fun of, I immediately closed my account and regretted everything. All three of my kids started almost hating me immediately. My daughter's boyfriend broke up with her. She started, uh, you know, slut-shaming me. Um, my son stopped uh, talking to me. This has been going on since mid-last year. My daughter and my sons came to me last week and told me they wanted to live with their dad and my heart broke. I have been trying to fix our relationship since last year. I've apologized countless times, but they're having none of it. I just want my babies back. My daughter keeps talking badly about me to her brothers. I feel like such a horrible mother. I want help. I want to find a way to fix this. I'm depressed. I have posted on many sub subscriptions. I just need some help, please. She is a horrible mother. She's a whore. That's the issue. The issue is sexual perversion has been made common. And because sexual perversion has been made common, women are now exploiting themselves by undermining their reputation, undermining their families, destroying their ability to create a bloodline and create a nation that worships God. And they're doing it because their bodies look good. Or they're doing it because there's other perverts on the internet who want to see people's bodies. And so because sexual depravity has been made commonplace, look at the destruction. Look at the travesty. Look at the wretchedness that's going on. And she has the gall to say, until tragedy struck. Which means that prior to this, her doing OnlyFans, which for those people who don't know, this is generally speaking, uh, women on the internet posting pictures of themselves, sexual pictures of themselves, nude and whatnot, and and people pay them. Uh, so like you know, there would be women, you know, I I don't know, like uh, let's say you charge five bucks a month for someone to be able to look at your pictures of you naked or whatnot. And then you, you build up a subscriber base so that everyone's just posting pictures of you and then you're just, or everyone's looking at the pictures you post of yourself and that it's a, it's, it's, it's erotica. It's a, it's, it's porn. It's porn. And so the tragedy is in, in her mind, the tragedy is not that she's doing OnlyFans, that she's whoring herself out and sexualizing herself to strangers. Yes, that's not what it is. The tragedy is also not the fact that she divorced her husband the year prior. So the tragedy isn't that the fact that the marriage was destroyed or the fact that she's slumming digitally with people she don't know or the fact that this is all being done with kids. And it's not also the idea that she's feeling empowered. See, that's the idea. That, that's Eve. That's Eve. Feeling empowered. This goes back to the garden, folks. And for those people um, 
that are that may be um, you know angry. Um, I was addicted to porn. Porn is a very real thing. It's it's a very uh, powerful. It, it it strikes at a very powerful uh, urge, sexual urge. It gets people into a state of uh, slavery. It gets people into a state of franchising sin and conduct that's bad. It's evil. It destroys lives. Many of the women, many of the people that are in porn are trafficked. So, you know, it's it's really ba- The whole thing's really bad. So I'm not speaking to this as someone who's perfect. Again, I am the worst person that I know. But she has such a seared conscience. Her concept of sin is so far away from what the Bible is. I don't know if she even thinks about sin or wrongdoing or morality. She is recognizing that her family hates her. And she's trying to backwards engineer where it all went wrong. And her account was tragedy struck when her pictures were spread out. Not that her legs were or that the pictures were out there otherwise. Tragedy spread when people around her saw what she was doing. What was done in private was made public. And now public knowledge of private affairs is destroying things. The public knowledge of private affairs is destroying lives. Folks, you and I have sin. We are sinners. Some of our sin is public. You say things in public. You do something in public. You're arrogant in public. You're angry in public. Like There's times that your sin is obvious to other people. Many times, I would argue most of the time, our sin is not public. I would argue that most time our sin is private. This lady's private sin was made public and it destroyed her life. Destroyed her reputation. Her kids don't like her. They want to go live with dad. She has made herself into a horrible position based on what she chose to do in private thinking it would never get caught. But it was caught. It was made known. Use this instance and look at yourself. Search your heart and discover and be honest with yourself about the private sins you have in your life. The ones that only you know about. Your wife don't know about them. Your kids don't know about them. Or if you're a woman and you've got a husband, then your husband don't know about them. But you've got private sins. These private sins are going to be the ones that exact the greatest toll because they're the ones that you will do the most to keep private. They are the ones that you will move heaven and earth. You will lie. You will cheat. You will steal. You may kill to not let private sins made public because if they're made public, you know stuff like this will happen. Those private sins are the ones, just like your public sins, that Jesus died for. And this is where the freedom in Christ really starts to begin. The freedom in Christ is not that you can just go about sinning. That's actually undermining his sacrifice. That's actually punching him in the face. You know, Hebrews that talks about that. That's actually pounding in the nail. I don't want to pound in the nail. But when I sin, that's exactly what I'm doing. Every single time, I'm just banging that nail in. 
But the goodness of Jesus is that he knows those sins. Psalm 139 says that God searches the heart. He knows the heart. You're not going to get away from him. At judgment day, you will be held accountable for all the sins that Jesus didn't pay for. You will be held guilty and punished for every sin that you've ever done. Unless Jesus paid that fine on your behalf 2,000 years ago on the cross. That's what he was doing. On the cross, he was dying for sin. The sin that people need extinguished, washed away, wiped to be of, you know, to, to, to not be punished for. That's the sin that Jesus died for. He died for the sins of the world. So that way when people believe him, believe that he died for their sin, their sin is extinguished. Their sin is washed away. Their punishment, the punishment that they would otherwise receive from God is now accounted to have been poured out on Jesus, which means it's already done. Which is why he said, it is finished. It's done. It's complete. The Father's will was done. The Old Testament was complete. When Jesus physically rose from the grave, that's the good news. Is that there is life after death. Is that there is assurance of salvation. That God is God. And we are not God. This lady's life is destroyed. I, you know, I, I sincerely pray for her and for people in that position the need to feel empowered that's just the lie of feminism especially for the women if you feel like you have to be empowered why don't you think about the fact that you get to Lord willing your womb could be the beginning of a nation of a bloodline that lasts for generations you can beautify you can edify you can equip generations because of what God has blessed you with the ability to do not all women are going to have kids. Not all women want to have kids. Not all women do have kids. So the purpose of woman is not expressly to have children. That is absolutely a big blessing to it. The purpose of women is to help the furtherance of the kingdom. You do that by helping men. Men do that by being fruitful and multiplying, working, engaging. You're living at peace and in grace with each other. Not as a, I'm over you and you're under me. That's where the lie comes in. The lie of empowerment is such that you have to compete with men. That, that if you believe that, just repent. It's a, it's a lie and it's, it's destroying you. Because it's putting you in a position where you're trying to compete with someone who's not in competition with you. And if you're a man, you're looking at your wife going, I need to die for her. I need to love her and serve her like Jesus did the church. That's a high standard. That's an impossible standard. Wives would be so lucky to get a to get a husband who looks at them as though his mission is to love her, that one woman the way that Christ loved the church. That would be a great blessing because it is. The difficulty is that men are sinners and women are sinners and you've got all this pride and all this sin and all this wretchedness going on which is why Christ has to be at the center if Christ is not at the center of your thinking if he's not at the center of your activities or what you do or how you think then you're going to be off there's going to be something that leads you wrong there's going to be something about what happens with Jesus not in the center, that eventually crumbles. And I believe that's what the, the takeaway is. This woman divorced her husband. That's bad. 
She did OnlyFans. That's bad. She did it because she wanted to be empowered. That's bad. She did it, or then whenever the pictures came out, she's trying to figure out why is everyone running away from her. Now she's trying to apologize after the fact. This is repentance, and this is where it's hard. Because if you've hurt people in your life, sometimes they're not going to forgive you. And that's what's hard. Because if you've really hurt somebody and they don't forgive you, don't take their non-forgiveness as evidence of God not forgiving you. Because God will forgive you. Luke 15 talks about heaven rejoices at one sinner repenting than of 99 who don't need to repent. God's heart is for sinners. God's heart is for the broken and the lost and the people who have done stupid, horrible things. But they need to come to Him. They need to stop pursuing making amends everywhere else and they need to make right with Jesus. And that is believing the gospel. Believe the gospel, my friends. Amen. We'll see you in heaven. Appreciate your time. Thank you for watching. There is direct ways that you can give to me. Those links are in the description below. That helps me directly. You want to support family, what I do here. I'm a producer of one. Look at all this stuff we talk about. Amen. God bless. There are other ways. There's the win-win-win option, which is take away from the globalists and the goddess commies. Look at that. Look at that. Look, look at that mess up right there. Look at that. Get Producer of one. Get out of there. There's the win-win-win option, which is the patriotswitch.com. Take the shopping you're doing away from the globalists and put it into the pro-Americas. That's the one win. The second is that you get direct product purchase price competitive vertical integrated manufacturing which means it's going to be better it's going to be cheaper it's not hazardous no bad chemicals direct to your door one dollar yearly membership cancel anytime if it's not for you no hassles that's the second win and the third win is that also helps me do what i do too appreciate your time lord willing we'll be back tomorrow until then i am jaron jackson i do love america do not quit go to war